Today's episode is brought to you by the Be Real Podcasting Network. For more episodes like this, check out BREELnetwork.com. Fatality. Welcome to Movie Guys Podcast, and Happy New Year. Tonight we're talking about Passengers, starring Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt. This is Jordan, along with Eric and Ed, and we have a special host tonight, Ryan. How are you guys doing tonight? Yeah. What up? Yeah. Yeah. Doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a new year, and it's a new year. Happy 2017. Did you... Anyone ever feel motivated, like, to just not do anything for this, this New Year's? I really just, like, anything. Even going to the movies was, was kind of a struggle. Um, well, I feel that since Trump can be racist and mean, I feel I can do it. Argue oh. that the president's the most influential person in the world. So if he can grab women by the pussy, I think I can too. Okay, movies, movies. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, 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 oh sorry, wow. sorry, sorry, uh, sorry. Derailed pretty quickly. We, we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we here at Movies Guys Podcast do not condone anything Jordan says or ever, and he does not reflect Movie Guys Podcast or Be Real Network. Well, thank you for joining us, Ryan. Anyway, we're going to be talking about talking about passengers, uh, and we're doing kind of a first here, right? Because uh, this is like within, I guess, 10, 15 minutes now of uh, Ed of actually you seeing it, fresh, straight from. I, yeah, I, I just got out of the theater. You know, uh, it was it was a it was an enjoyable experience in the sense that like it was quiet. You know, it was a comfortable place. I got to watch the movie, and it, I had a decent theater experience. A couple of people coughing here and there, but that's to be expected this time of year. Sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what? Um, I uh, I relaxed. I had one of those big cinema experiences. Uh, my feet were laid back, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. The chair was kind of like a lazy boy in a way. Oh, yeah. was it? Yeah. Kind of. It's great. Mine was like an L-shaped couch. It was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds, like we all, it sounds like we all had great theater experiences this time around. Yeah, it was great. We should do something like this more often. Am I the only one who actually thought, like, paid to, paid to see the Oh, movie? we all paid to watch the movie. We all paid to watch it. Yeah, for sure. I, I paid was, extra. Ryan, how was your theater experience? Uh... It was okay, I guess. <laughs> was a, I distinctly remember a man, a seat in five or a row in, uh, behind me, of five seats over, fell asleep. I think fifteen minutes into the movie. Yeah, that sounds about right. It was, it was before he cut his hair. I remember that because I heard him snoring and I looked over. <laughs> I thought that was that was really quick. Yeah, that's funny. That sounds about right. I think that's about the the minute mark of when I was uh, maybe went onto YouTube real quick. Jeez, why did everybody hate you know what, this movie? I gotta, 
Well, I don't know why, because I'm going to say that. Go ahead. Sorry, Eric. No, you and I, I was, been talking a I was just going to say, let's go. If, if you were to get into it, let's let's go. That looks like we're we're jumping in. Yeah, no, we're going to jump in because I was waiting for a long time to see this. I've heard about this a few months ago. Um, Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt together are just great. I don't know if you guys have seen any of the YouTube interviews that they've done. They have great, they have great chemistry together. And uh, I was really excited for this because this was a sci-fi love story. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie is like Deadpool in a way when it came to marketing. And what I mean by that is the sci-fi guys like me are like, yeah, I can't wait to see this sci- yeah but then i got the notebook in space so then the ladies <laughs> the audience were enjoying it you know so it was a little bit of column a a little bit of column b doesn't uh, say i don't like it though we'll get into this one yeah we'll get into it so the movie opens up where um there's a space station which i'm sorry the uh, the homestead is the name of the space station right or is that the name of the company that's the name of the planet it's or the company it's the, the, op- the business no. and operation and it just yeah everything it's business <laughs> and operation it's the so, walmart yeah. of the universe there it's the, okay, so it's the Wayland Utani of the area. It's everything. It's it's everything. Nice. Uh, but what's going on is that the space station homestead has five thousand passengers, and um, well, they said a couple hundred crew uh, crew members. Yep. And they're going two hundred, and they're going to a new planet called Homestead Two to colonize and make a new Earth. Unfortunately, it goes through an asteroid field, which I have a problem with, which we'll talk about later. And when they go through an asteroid field, shit goes haywire, and all of a sudden, Chris Pratt awakens 90 years too soon. He gets lonely, grows a man beard that is amazing, befriends a As bartender. As opposed to a woman beard. Yeah. Yes. And he struggles with <laughs> if he should. Yeah. Yeah. And then Those he falls in love with – No. Uh, he also <laughs> falls in love with another passenger, played by Jennifer Lawrence – which he struggles with to wake her up or not. So, right off the bat, I, I'm going to talk about the shit I don't like about it. Uh, the asteroid field, that seemed kind of ham-fisted in there, didn't it? I mean, like, That's this thing is nice. I mean, this space station is so sophisticated. This is like the Titanic, essentially, of space stations. And it goes through an asteroid field? Like, well, like you, no... you kind of named exactly why it goes through the asteroid field. It's the Titanic of space stations. Fair enough. It had the shield on there, too. And, uh, of course, uh, for the plot, sir. Yeah. You Just know? because it's for the plot doesn't mean anything. There has to be a good reason. I mean, like... Well, I, I mean... would think, if anything, of how sophisticated it is, which is basically a mobile planet, I guess, a little living station until it gets to a bigger planet. So, And it's on cruise control going through space, like, phenomenally, through space, using stars uh, to slingshot uh, uh, around and, and gain more, I mean, just amazingly. You can't just quick do a little little reroute for, for well, keep, an asteroid field Well, here. keep in mind, though, the guy who wrote this movie also wrote Prometheus and Doctor Strange and The Mummy, so he's got something to do with asteroids. Yeah, he does love them. But well, I'm just saying, like, look, I just, I just don't like the fact that they, that it went through an asteroid field. Because I'm just like, man, I mean, at the time when I first saw it, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But as the movie progressed and how awesome the space station is, it seemed like it would be too far advanced to just land an asteroid field. Then it's going to go through. Jordan, Fuck it. That's your, that's your problem. Like, asteroid fields, although somewhat predictable, aren't. You know what I mean? Like, you're, sure. you're equating 
this movie's science to that which we know of like Star Wars and Star Trek, where they can calculate that stuff. You know, you got C-3PO saying, we got to go through the asteroid. You know, like that's like that. That's not real science. I mean, they can kind of figure out where they are, but they're 20 years into the future. They're like, like 20 years out into space. However long that would equate, they're going 50% light year, 50% light speed. So they're 10 light years away from planet Earth, right? You can't predict asteroid fields. All right, fine, fair enough. Ryan, what do you think about this? Do you have guff with this? I don't have guff. I mean, you need you need the uh, inciting moment. And, I mean, that's the most, that seems logical, right? Space, asteroids, debris, whatever. Yeah, it, it, wasn't, it didn't bother me, but I agree. That's no moon. I will agree with, with, with Ed's point that they are – because when he says that message to Earth, you know, and it says you'll, you'll, it'll take 19 years to reach Earth – and 36 years to get it back. Yeah. Something like that. So, I mean, so, I mean, the, the, image they'll, the images they'll have to plan the route are, you know, the asteroid field might not have been there because the images are coming from that point are 15 years old. Hey, wait a Great second. point. Actually, you, you brought up, a, just reminded me of something, and we'll get to it, but uh, that point, keep in mind what you just said about the message that was sent, uh, and what we know of the ending, just, you know, we never got any closure of that because those, those two are quite related, aren't they? Well, you got to keep in mind, it said it was going to cost him six grand, and he's like, oh, fuck this. I'm not sending this message. So maybe he didn't ah, send the message. So wrap that up, everybody. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so, so here's my other here's my other complaint uh, that I have with it is I'm assuming the movie never tells me, or maybe it did, and I'm stupid, and you guys could tell me it, which I know you guys are jumping at the, jumping at the teeth to tell me I'm stupid. You're but, stupid. Uh, You're stupid. <laughs> I'm assuming that the space station wakes him up, Chris Pratt's character, because it knows that it, that 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 asteroids went through the ship and has damaged it, and it woke him up to fix it because he's like this hardcore, awesome mechanic, right? You think this, no. the ship is that smart? Dumb they enough they to go through an off. asteroid field, but smart enough to wake up the one passenger on the Why would they wake up some lowly, lowly mechanic instead of the, instead of the, the, the captain or like the head engineer or the arch, or the architect or something? Because throughout the movie, when you know him and Jennifer Lawrence kind of have their love spats and they don't talk to each other for a while, he builds, he builds shit. He's a, so, he turns out to be a botanist and plants a tree, by the way. Well, whatever. Well, the tree's already there. The tree's already there in the, with that vegetation area where he picked the roses. He just, like, moved the tree. Into the middle of the corridor. He plants a tree. Not in the middle of the corridor. In the middle of the main mall area. It's fine. In the, in the middle of the mall of space. Yeah, it's fine. No, but I'm serious. Though. I mean, really think about this, though. I actually thought about that. I'm like, okay, so the movie is showing me that Chris Pratt is this really good mechanic that can fix anything. Because he even says a line to Jennifer Lawrence, uh, nothing's broken, anything can be fixed. So does the space station know that this guy's like a badass mechanic and wakes him up so he knows to go fix this thing? Because if that's tr true... coincidence. Well, why didn't they wake up the other mechanic? He did also fix a broken heart in that. Oh, so put that one on the chalkboard, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been Movie Guys Podcast. And... <laughs> Drops the <laughs> mic on that one. So you guys, so you guys do not see where I'm coming from on this one. That it wakes him up. I see. Because, well, I see uh, what you're saying. I just, 
I mean, that would be too. That it's too movie esque. Like you know, in event of said emergency, would they not wake up head engineer and head mechanic and then say, "Hey, this is what broke. This is what happened." Yeah. I don't know. I'm. Just, I mean, I'm just. I'm just. No, no, no. Bull, you know, going off your theory. I think it works. I mean, I I get it, but it's just coincidental. Had it been like a poet that was, you know, knocked out of hibernation or something like that, it would have been just annoying. You know, gotten a bunch of emo shit on a wall and probably someone cutting the wrist at the end. You know, like, so I'm glad that we have something like this. I mean, but yeah, think of it. You could actually do a story with, with any type of profession on that ship. It's almost like a pick your own adventure type thing. With this one, you can actually just pick like a pot adventure type thing. You know, Mad Libs in space. Yeah, I mean, it's just like <laughs> any one of those people could probably could have a different story. But similarly enough, I bet you they all would, uh, uh, if a way was presented to them, uh, if they could wake someone up, like that would be that's it's kind of the focus of the movie. It's kind of the, the moral compass uh, that that is battled in this movie. You know, mm. like to, Which... to do or to not. Which I have to ask the question. Of course, you guys know I'm asked the question. You guys are Chris Pratt. How would you feel about this? Waking up 90 years too early. Would you be kind of excited? Kind of scared? Everything? Would you go no more issues? Uh, what do you guys feel? Well, it definitely felt to me like the first couple episodes of Last Man on Earth. Because there was some comedy to it. He grew a long ass beard. You know, he like just hung out in this super sweet and like laid in his own filth for a little while and then he tried oh, to kill yeah. himself and yeah. all of a sudden he decides oh wait a minute there's you know last man on earth there's the chick from mad men he finds her not mad that's later the other chick from saturday Night Live. <coughs> but, the chick from bob's burgers yeah the chick from yes. bob's burgers yes. but uh he but you know he sees jennifer lopez or not jennifer lopez jennifer lawrence i would wake either of them up yeah, by the way sure. now so, jennifer I mean, lopez is too old now <laughs> She's well, yeah, but he's not trying to procreate. He's just trying to get, you know, he's trying to wake something up. Yes, which we'll get into that discussion later about why, didn't they? But continue. Well, no, I mean, really, I mean, like, it's one of those things that you know, it's it's very, it, and this is atypical of this movie, you know, it's, it's a very typical storyline just set in a different setting. It's a very unique setting, I think. It's just the same story told over again. Guy's alone. You know, he's the last man, you know, on you know, for lack of a better term, Earth, because they do say they're, they're in their own little world. You know, and he's sure. and he's set with the, you know, plot point one. He's set with a, a decision: does he or doesn't he wake up Jennifer Lawrence, Aurora, ironically named? You know, and he's talking to this bartender and his bar, this robot bartender, by the way, who's programmed to uh, remember five thousand people's worth of memories and stories. Is that the case, or does he just is does the AI adapt and learn, and he's just is the only guy left? You know what I mean? I mean, I'm assuming he adapts and learns. I mean, possibly. You know, I, I mean, you would he think gets, he gets more personality as the movie progresses. The bartender does. Yeah, until he cracks his head open and like cracks, breaks his own face on the, the you know bar stool or whatever bar or whatever. Of course he does, because he's going haywire. He's Ash. <laughs> open the pod bay doors, Hal. Nice. All right, so Chris Pratt gets woken up. He doesn't know what's going on. He realizes that nobody else is awakened, and he's going to be alone, and he's going to be alone for 90 years. So what? So he does what any of us would do, uh, lays in his own filth, grows a awesome, awesome beard, and um, 
that's it, really. I mean, he doesn't. I mean, that's all we really see. Oh, oh he plays basketball and the new form of Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> Mastered the um, game. Yeah, I mean, I would, what else are you going to do? I've, I mean, yeah, what else are you going to do? I mean, like. Uh, have any of you guys ever been on a cruise before, on a cruise ship? No. Nope. No. No. I, I've been to, like, a resort, but not a. They, uh, I went on a cruise ship this past 4th of July. And they got a bunch of stupid shit on there like that, like Avalon does. Yeah. Like they had, uh, we had a, um, for Fourth of July, they had like a village people dance off where like all the part, like all the entertainers dressed up as village people. And they, nice. They taught us how to do all these dance moves in like their main concourse area. What was it called? The, I can't remember what it's called. What, the Yeah, no, they got, they got yeah, they did the. We did, uh, they taught us the. They they showed us the YMCA. They showed us the uh, like how to salsa, and they showed us another dance. But I wasn't there for that one. The young salsa. Man. Dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the young man. I saw a bunch of young dances. Well, I so, mean, it's basically what this was was a cruise ship. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I it's mean, Titanic in space. Yeah, it's basically it looked it looked cool. I like the design of it. It looked pretty sweet. No, yeah, the the the, the visual effects. You will not hear me complain at all. Sure, sure. But right. uh, okay, so that was a big part of it. I mean, like to to wake it up or to wake Jennifer Lawrence up, which he does, and then you know plays it off like, hey, well, kind of fucked up here, isn't it? Uh, we both woke us up and. Leads her to believe it. Are we assuming for like a year, like they had this year relationship? I think they have a year relationship because later in the movie, we get another special guest coming in, and it's been two years since Chris Pratt has been awake. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and the the bartender does say, I remember a year ago when he was talking about waking you up, introducing plot point, you know, next plot point or whatever. So, there you go. And uh, she flips out, man. That, That was pretty good. Could he freak out? Like I've, we've all seen a woman See, like know. that before. I, don't know. I mean, as soon as he wakes her up, and okay, which is okay. So let's go with this. He wakes her up, and she's a different class than he is. Uh, everybody has these bracelets that we are assuming because only three people in the movie have these bracelets. And when you go get food, you're only allowed to have certain kind of food with with your bracelet. And he survived off and looked like you know, gruel for the years or whatever it looked like. And then she comes in and she's a higher class citizen. Is that what that is? And she can give them eggs and bacon and shit. Money. Well, I mean, it's, it's the typical story. Like we were talking about the Titanic before, you know, running parallels. She's a higher class. He's third class. You know, she gets scrambled egg, omelet and bacon. He gets, you know, gray cornbread and coffee. That scene reminded me of Michael Bay film The Island with Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I You know, mean, where he wants to get bacon and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I understand that, too. But, I mean, like, that's another thing, too, because uh, the different classes that they have associated, they're going to colonize a planet. Like, where are the classes going to be involved? Like, are there people like Chris Perry who are just going to be, like, building houses and shit? I mean, people are just going to be like, uh, build a house for me? Like, yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, you got to have some sort of government, right, when yeah, they, they go pro- there. So you got to have leaders. Condos and shit already built. Homestead's probably already got them taken care of, right? 
primary. Yeah, I mean, well, you guys are missing. Like, the place has already been colonized. They already call it the colony. There's already people there. Oh, there is. I didn't catch. Yeah, that. like there's. I don't. They, I don't know that they say that there's people there already, but they do say the colony on Homestead. You're going to be colonists. You know, yeah. they've already. There are people that are already there. That's my assumption. Uh, I would imagine that the company Homestead, who owns the 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 Avalon, the ship that they're on, to send it to this planet. The planet's called Homestead Two. I'd imagine it's just like a like you buy a, a plot of land or like you buy a condo or whatever. It's already prefabricated. They all look the same, you know. It's about point. Ah, nice. The uh, all white and gray looking. Yeah. Yeah. It's like some of them, like you know, some of them might be like one bedroom, two bedroom. Like she might live in like a like a nice blue sort of painted cave and he's got like a dirt gray yeah bachelor pad you know projects no pink no pink no no purple uh their chemistry together when they have the romance is actually really good i mean i really really enjoyed their uh them two together in this they they were the movie for me because i know they're the whole movie but i thought they fed up each other pretty good i mean like they they were really good with each other i enjoyed them a lot do you guys like them yeah, I mean they they bounce really well off of each other. I I, I get that too. Like it's, uh, and that's obviously probably why this movie made is what it did. But I think it technically bombed, didn't it? Oh, did it bomb? I'm curious. What's the number? Yes, it did. Uh, budget is 110. Opening weekend is 15. Oh, oh no. Well, what, what what was it up against? I mean, it was up against Rogue weekend. One, right? Second week in a Rogue One. Second second week in a Rogue One, yeah. And uh, and yeah, I, I think you still had a kids movie. I think you had Sing out as well. And Mona or whatever. I don't think that movie. I don't think people give a shit about oh, that movie. No, you also got to consider is it's the holiday season. I mean, the the weekends tend to because like uh, what was it Wolf of Wall Street opened about the same amount of money and ended up making over a hundred million. And uh, and why him? Oh and fences? Lala Land? Oh, so you got a lot of the uh, a lot of the Oscars that are opening up. Let's see what the hell uh, why him did. Because that opened up the same weekend. And if it did better than than it then uh, no it didn't, it did eleven million. Well it had a, right. it a had a point. Snapchat filter so you'd think it would do better. Nice. Right on Ryan Snapchat Ryan you brought up a good point because Wolf Wall Street did do what it did. But I mean, like it had it had Leo, so it had the star power. With this, you have two of the most bright young actors that's coming up. You know, like Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. They're like they're fucking huge. You would think those those two alone in a movie wouldn't care because it's the, the whole love story in space. Is is that what it is? If I remember correctly. The the movie cost like 110 million or something like that. Like that's the production budget. Yep. And I know that she got it. Jennifer Lawrence got twenty million, and Chris Pratt got twelve million. She got twelve, and wow, she got twenty. He got twelve, huh? Yeah. Well, she's like, you know, she's she's got more hits than he does. Well, this is uh, yeah, true. And this is probably after, this is after the whole a year after the whole Sony thing too. Oh yeah, where she threw a fit. Yeah. 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 All about equality, but she's not She's not against taking more than the guy, but she's all about equality, right? Oh, are you kidding me? Like, I don't know why the hell people were bitching about that. Like, did you see Julia Roberts? No, no one did because she was too busy counting her money. <laughs> <laughs> her 
Aaron Brockovich money in Pretty Woman. That's all she needed Who to do. Make money. And a lot of it. Mm. She was highest paid for like how many years? In the 90s. So, you know, whatever that's worth. Well, but um, you got to keep in mind, though, like, I just, like just hitting on that one point for one more second. I don't know about the three of you, but most people that I know, other than nerds like us that love Star Wars, <coughs> saw it in its second weekend. They waited. They waited. And then this was Star Wars? Yeah. So this was this came out Star Wars' second weekend, right? Yeah. So that's probably what the number <laughs> the number one thing why nobody saw it was because people waited to go see Star Wars again. You're or for the probably first right. You're probably right that actually the Star Wars does had a, a rig. Oh, excuse me, a very big impact. How much money has it made so far? I don't know. I have oh, over. Okay, so we're at a half a bill. Half a bill already, huh? So I think, it's like, I think it's third. I think it's four, like four hundred and twenty something right now. Let's look it up. And, uh, and so after he looks up, on. we'll continue with passage. There. Well, I mean, I, yeah, no, they, what more is there to say about passages? Because where do we leave off at? That with uh, the new character coming in with uh, with their Lawrence, with their chemistry together. No, we were talking, we left off with uh, Lawrence Fishburne coming in, right? Yeah, Most Lawrence Fishburne. Act three. In. So, so Act three is Lawrence Fishburne. He comes in and he is the captain of the ship. Why is he dying? No, 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 no. He's the first mate or first first steward or something like that. He's not the captain. All right, fine, tomato, tomato. But why is he dying? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Because his ship, because his his, uh, his stasis pod had so many things wrong with it, like it opened up, like and it caused him to have all these different diseases. Yeah. It, okay, uh, that's stupid. It was a malfunction. He's really dying because he's shifting. I think his organs are failing him. I guess what yeah. Like, it was like some exposure. Uh, he's septic or something. Rogue One has uh, worldwide at six hundred eighty. Damn. Six. Damn. So Lawrence Fishburne comes in and passengers here, and his organs are failing because of his pod was fucked up? I'm sorry, guys. That sounds kind of stupid. I don't like that at all. Well, I didn't get that. But, but that the explanation really of it was, and even more so, was because as things progress on with the chemistry with Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence, and I'll, I'll go back to it briefly just because, yes, they did have good chemistry. They had a lot of range. They went from surprise to first meeting each other and, and kind of grabbing the situation to uh, kind of playing off each other and growing a fondness of each other, an interest, you know, a love interest. That was captured very well. And then the anger. I mean, everything, they, they did all the steps, you know. They did the entire relationship. And it was be very believable. They, they do a very good job because it just seems to work well with them to seem comfortable with each other. When uh, mm -hmm. uh, Lawrence Fishburne comes in, and um, and fucks it up. Well, about that time yeah. when that stuff has started to go wrong with the ship. Remember, like this is when the yeah. the bigger uh, kind of problem point was was starting to, to rise up a little bit. Where the ship, uh, the whole problem was because of that asteroid asteroid field, it caused it to shut down and then did a reboot, and it had to redistribute resources or power or to different parts of the ship, and thus burning pretty much the the. The, the brain of the ship, right? It was just doing too little, or too yeah. much with too little, and it was just kind of wearing itself out because of that, because of an asteroid. And this, is all, yeah. and this is also the part of the movie where the bartender spills the beans and tells Jennifer Lawrence that she was woken up by Chris Pratt. Was her reaction and her treating him the way she did justified? Yeah. Yes. I mean, like, yeah. completely justified. 
Yeah, you thought it was justified? You don't think she overreacted just a little bit? Oh, no. No. I, I think her accepting at the end of the movie, where she's like, you die, I die. I, I thought that was completely unbelievable. Yeah, thank you, Ryan. Reaction. This is this is what this is what we're hearing because this is what I wanted to talk about. This is why I didn't like the movie. We're, we'll we'll get there, but Ryan knows he's already there. He's already there. Standing is stupid. I despise the standing of this movie. Yeah, like I was iffy on everything. Like it's by himself, it's entertaining. Some of the stuff with them bonding is entertaining. When you throw Horace Fishman in there, it's okay. But like once he dies and it gets into like this a strict action movie mode, I just I, I lost. Just really? Lost completely. Yeah. No, but like, I don't. I mean, I, yeah. reaction. I thought the part where she screams at like she's jogging and he's trying to explain stuff. Cool time. I'm thinking like, no, nothing. Like nothing you can do will make this better. Like you just shut up right now, Chris. <laughs> he's right. I mean, that part where she beats the shit out of him while he's sleeping, like. Yeah, dude, she was all like, she was all like misery on his ass. I was surprised she didn't get a fucking golf club and smash his ankles. So, we'll we'll talk about uh, wrap it up real quick because I want to get into into what I wanted the ending to be. Okay. Uh, So I mean, we'll we'll wrap it up, but we'll just go back. I'm saying it now so we can go back to what I wanted the movie to be because there's a few at at this point when she turned, I started to go and guess how it was going to end. Because at first, up to this point in the movie, I didn't didn't really know what was going on. I was still trying to, you know, get a feel for what the vibe of the movie was going to be about. Because I knew it wasn't just going to be Chris Pat doing Wally shit on, on the spaceship. I, I knew that it was going to be some other stuff. But, like... Wally shit. Love it. I, that's... I wanted to see where it went. So when it started to establish more problems and more characters is when it's like, okay, let's start guessing. Uh, so I yeah I like that hers was justified. I like that at that same part you had uh, her being three things all come out at once right. So one she finds out, two Lawrence Fishburne wakes up, and then three is the ship is losing power gradually, and now it's becoming more and more where the, they lose gravity. Which I don't know why if you're in a pool that seems to be just not doing anything, and all of a sudden you lose gravity, it just goes up and makes a bubble right above the pool. Like, because it's cool visually. That's why. Yeah, I guess so. But I don't know. I just I'm not. uh, I don't know much about physics and and stuff like that. But it just seems to me that there wouldn't. There was not enough motion created by Jennifer Lawrence for it. But then again, I'm overanalyzing, and just just shut up, Eric, and join the movie. I think that part of the ship. I think most of the parts of the ship, the way that it generates some of the gravity, is that it's constantly rotating. Centrifugal force. Okay. Yeah, so when they lose that, I'll take the most, like, the inertia is keeping it going. I, I, I get it. I'll, I'll allow that, too, but it just seems... Yeah. I don't know, but it's it's fine. It was to it showed the, the, how wrong the ship was going, how, how bad it was getting, right? That's that's the whole point, given near-death. Yeah, yeah. Great visual. So, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll roll with it, but... Uh, all right, I'm... I'm I'm thinking about it, passengers. I'm watching you. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you guys are telling me, all three of you guys are telling me, that when she finds out from the bartender that he woke her up, her reaction was genuine, and you guys were on her side. But at the end, when he needed to sacrifice themselves, she said no. 
if you die, I die, that's when you guys turn on her and say this is bullshit. Bro, that's literally every single romantic movie ever. Like, yeah. you jump, I jump, right? You die, I die, right? But what's wrong with that? You can't have this both ways, Titanic was a great movie. No, no, you can't have this both ways. Like, that that's why, that's the problem of, of what I think, and I'll speak for Ryan, too, is why we don't like uh, the ending of this movie is is because of this hurt. But if it was done the other way around, like, you don't understand, like, her, that reaction, I think, is justified. And for her to, to be so convincing and so dead set, like, fuck you, Chris Brett, it's just me now. They, so dead set on that. And then to have her turn to be like, you know what, actually, it was a pretty good year. Let's... <laughs> Let's do let's do that again for the rest of our lives. I could accept at the end like a begrudging acceptance like we're the last like I have no other recourse than you. But like just to go on full on like my heart is your heart sort of bullshit. That, yeah. that just works completely. To to just say, oh, you really? know what, I know I forgive you for doing that. I actually kinda need you here because I don't want to be alone. If well, was, wait a minute, I'm y'all, y'all are choice. skipping over y'all are skipping over the hall of video that her friend her best friend is like, Hey, listen, I hope you open up your heart to some guy. I hope you meet some guy and let him in fully. Don't push guys away. Oh yeah, god damn it. The the guest spot from Nicholas Sparks <laughs> come from this movie. Like, you know, that's gonna So I've seen two movies where where two the the main female lead has been convinced by a hologram. Two <laughs> <laughs> back to back where where that's that's all it takes for women in space. Just give them a hologram and they'll go. Oh, you know what? That hologram's right. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad guy, Chris Pratt. You know, he listen to that hologram. World, so. mm. He was he was Star Killer. You've got to give him. You got to give Star Lord. Star Lord, my bad. I'm thinking Star Wars again. My bad. Star Lord. <laughs> look, look. You know what? I I definitely hear where you guys are coming from. The reason why I don't have a much of a problem with it with you guys as as you guys do, is because I think she just accepts the fact that look, we had a pretty good year. I kind of like this guy. Uh, we can't really because at the time before the absolute ending, that she could go back into hypersleep. At the very end, he tells her that she can in that medical bay. But when she says, if you die, I die, she doesn't know that yet. I think she just accepts the fact that this is going to be her guy. <laughs> and go with it. It's every woman's dream, right? I, I mean, this is kind of – because you have a mechanical engineer and an educated journalist, and you tell me that, like, the thought had not occurred to where maybe they would just, like, take shifts in the hibernation – Chamber, like they just like okay, well you take the first five years, I'll take the next five years, and we'll just keep on going. You know, we'll do the math so that when we actually get to Homestead Two, instead of being in our thirties, we'll be in like our fifties, uh, you know, or something like that, and and we'll have a story to tell, Maybe. and we'll get a buttload of fucking money because yada yada yada. Like I, yeah. I, I don't know, or well, they, you know, the... can they both go in there together? Can they just like horizontally just lay on top of each other? <laughs> Nice. Yeah. You know what? They they probably could they they probably could have gone in there together. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I, I but mean, again, but we're here with Titanic. We're getting here. We go with Titanic. There was definitely enough room on that on that door for two people, but only one got on it. Okay, they just decided to go a slightly different direction. And neither of them got on the on the uh, the door. Well, Jack Dawson had to die in Titanic. I mean, that was clear as soon as he walked on this. Anyway, <laughs> I, I like that movie, but that's me. Uh, um. Maybe because it's also my wife, and I got the you know, 
mom perspective. So you Jordan's know, a mom, everyone. American, yeah, you know. I'm just saying. You so know. well, hey, you know, last night I watched Bad Moms, and Gina just that's a great died movie. over that movie. She loved it. So I mean, she's like, "It's so true. My life sucks, and you're a terrible man." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good movie. I so liked it. But at this, the end uh, of the movie, that that's where, where the problem was. Ryan, it, I mean, was that basically what it was with, with you? Well, like, I was kind of iffy on it to begin with, but, like, the, the ending just it completely ruined it for me. Like, it just, just the, 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 the complete tonal switch it makes on a fucking time when they, when they introduce Lawrence Fishburne to the unearned resolution of, of her hatred for him and the fact that he should have fucking died and stayed dead just pisses me off really and then and his only protection between like uh, being in the exhaust vent of like some sort of fucking cold fusion reactor is yeah. is is a door is a, is a door that, yeah. super hot flames and his his protection is a door in a suit that's designed to just walk Dude, out on the deck. He's such a fucking bro. Hold, doing it one holding on to the to the the handle one arm against against a, a fucking like, the exhaust vent of of some fucking fusion reactor. Doing this one-handed holding on to the bar. Girl, it's actually not that bad, but I'll make it sound worse so I can get laid. Ah! That thing would have blown. So you're saying him that he would have like been a, the hero of Chernobyl then? I'm, th- yeah, exactly. He would have if he would have got shot the fuck out that thing like a like a BB. You could forget yeah. the magnetic boots. Well, he had his magnetic boots on. You yes, get ripped out of that spot boots. like a they baby. Establish that, guys. Ah, damn with the magnetic boots. Oh, well, I guess everything he then is the just fucking explained to them. It's I. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> I take back everything that I had you know, said because I forgot about the magnetic boots. Duh. You know yes. what I'm, you don't have a problem with? I'm I don't not have a, a problem scientist. With, with, with her character. <laughs> I don't have a problem with her with her switch of love and hatred for him. I have a problem with they, they've gone 90 years without any children. I mean, there had to have been an that's, oops that's somewhere, right? Point. That's a good point, they, too. You can pull out. I know you can pull out, but one time they can get drunk at the bar, and you can get sloppy dick, and all of a sudden she's pregs. I mean, you don't want to... That could happen. No, you don't want to Adam and Eve it on that fucking cruise ship, man. Like... You don't want to... Because clearly that's what this... I mean, come on, guys. They opened the door to the Garden of Eden, for God's sakes. Yeah, Andy Garcia did. It was right there slapping you in the face. Why? Come Why on. was Andy Garcia I mean, in this movie? That was my exact thing. I'm just I was like, oh, hey, Andy Garcia. I think I said it aloud in the I'm movie theater, right? I think I stood up and went, what the fuck is Andy Garcia? What is what is he doing? He walked into the wrong <laughs> set again. That's what happened. That was a okay. genuine reaction of him opening. He was opening the door to another movie. He's like, what the fuck did I walk into? <laughs> nice. It's, wait a minute. He's, wait, what's, what's this? He's given a, Look, the movie wasn't terrible, but yeah. The end of the movie. Like it says, Lawrence. This is Andy Garcia, and then it goes to the rest of the credits. Like he had a an important role to play in this movie. <laughs> Did he even talk? I don't think he talked. He has like uh, he had the greatest. He had an, uh, an Academy Award winning look of surprise. Yeah, that's what he brought to the table. Nice. I wonder if it says yeah. if I can get a producer on here. It was a, if she produced it or something. 
like all you have all these like you know Columbia Pictures, Village Roadshow, uh, Start Motion, Andy Garcia. <laughs> nope, he's not. All right, well, let's get into our overall reviews. And for fans that are tuning in for the first time, and for Ryan, this is how we do our ending review. Typically, a movie costs, yeah, $7. Uh, right, wait, right, guys? We settled on $7, right? Well, I think we rounded up to like 10 just to make it easy. 10. All right, so you, usually when you go to the movie theater and you buy popcorn and your tickets and everything, it's like 10 bucks. So we rate our rating off of dollar amounts. Would you pay the full amount? Half, nothing, what have you. What would you pay so, for this movie? Ed, what is your review to see Passengers? Ed. Well, you know, I mean, realistically, there I don't see anything wrong with this movie if you look at it from like a – it's basically we had we touched on it. It is Titanic in space. The difference being, I think that the even though the the premise is the same as we've seen in every romantic com- romantic comedy we've ever, you know, guy or girl is by okay, and then they're not okay, and then they meet girl, and then they fall in love, and then something happens to where they're out of love, and then something happens to where it brings them back together, and then they live happily ever after. The only real difference here is that. They didn't really live happily ever after because they died. It, you know, they lived on kind of sort of because she wrote a book. She was a journalist kind of thing. But it's the exact same movie we've seen a thousand times over. That being said, it's not awful. You know, I, I don't see – I mean, Chris Pratt's great. He always has been. It's been since Parks and Rec. Jennifer Lawrence is great. You know, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of, like, the direction of it, but I thought he got a lot of the science right. You know, the writing's generic. We talked about that. But the visuals are just stunning. Uh, that being said, you know, I, I would not have paid, you know, to give a review, I would say that this is more of like a, the cost of streaming something. So like you own Netflix, let's say it's, let's just say Netflix, whatever is five bucks a month. That's what I'd pay. I'd pay, I'd pay the streaming cost to, to watch this movie five bucks. All right. It's a Netflix and chill kind of movie. What, Eric, what would you pay for passengers? That's actually, that's actually pretty good with <laughs> I I had a, I had a thing I was gonna say and then Ed just kind of summed it up right there. I think I might just pass on that. It's a Netflix and chill movie. Everyone, <laughs> like that's pretty simply what the fuck. To, I'm like, I'm gonna use that actually. Uh, <laughs> this is fucking great because You're I welcome. well I, I I wouldn't pay a, a damn thing for this movie. Um, I was disappointed. Really? I listen like it was entertaining enough. It it really was, but it just it wasn't memorable. The ending, I, I felt, here's how I thought the ending was going to go in my few guesses here, okay? One, that uh, she might actually beat the fuck out of him or kill him or something like that. That would take it too dark of a turn, uh, that, or like this resentment. Uh, or that uh, during this whole fiasco where they try to repair the ship, that Chris Pratt does in fact die, and then she has to go through this thing, oh my god, I'm fucked up. But then the plans are still there for uh, the hibernation pod. So she herself could wake up another person. So let's leave it at that. What if she is left alone and she's left with the decision, the one that she judged him so biasly on, if she can awake another person uh, from the chamber? You know, that would be... That's a good idea. That's a big good one there, too. Um, or that uh, there was no way to repair the ship, and so they had to wake up everybody 90 years early, and that would just seem a little fucking dumb, though, wouldn't it? 
Yeah, that would. But you would pay nothing, though, for this? Nothing. Bad review. Terrible. I, I mean, it's like, listen, it was entertaining. I don't think I would... You know what? $2 rental. If if you were, uh, wow. you know... But it's, red boxed it. Yeah, red boxed it. I don't... I, I really don't see any reason to, to see this movie. Uh, if you like the characters that are in it, like Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence, then, yeah, go right ahead. It's you. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I just didn't like this movie for some reason. It was it was well acted. I just didn't like the story. That's that's Ryan, it. That's it. How boys. much would you pay for passengers? Well, is he talking? Up, oh, give me your mic. Nope. He hated it that bad, dude, oh. that he just dropped the call. Like, is it? <laughs> we can't can't even hear him. He yep. he crushed the microphone because he hated this movie so bad. I think. <laughs> uh oh. Give, give us a hand. Give us a hand rating. Give us a hand rating. Yeah, give us a hand rating. What would you give us for a hand rating here? What's what would you do here? Using the right hand, just to be noted. Uh, pay one, a buck. For one dollar. He would pay a buck. He'd red box. That's not even red box. He would red box. He no, that's not even red box. Red box is at least is a buck fifty. This guy is like, like. Like hey, local, let me borrow it for you from a day. Here's a dollar. He bought. He would rent this out of some guy's trunk. <laughs> you get the huh. watch a bootleg version of it. That's strange. All my lights just went out for some reason. Uh oh. Oh man, are they gonna come back on? And Chris uh -oh. Pratt's gonna be awake. I'm a surprised oh, gravity's not gonna take off. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's about it then. If I think All right, so he gives it a dollar. We're, we're pretty much kind of divided here, two and two here, boys. Like, I just... Uh, I haven't got mine. Mine would be... Well, I, uh, I would... I would I would actually pay five bucks for this one. I would I would go for a medium price. Yeah? Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't terrible. There's nothing wrong with a good old-fashioned romance movie. And this had best of both worlds. It had... Uh, you know, it had some hard sci-fi, which I enjoy, but then it also had, you know, the chick flick stuff. It was Notebook, Titanic, in space, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It wasn't terrible. The ending was predictable. It, 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 it turned uh, it turned the way I didn't want it to turn, but it wasn't bad. Uh, but I wouldn't own it on Blu-ray, but it was really? all right. So, um, yeah, it wasn't terrible. But overall, not a good review. If you guys enjoyed this episode, you can check us out at movieguyspodcast.com and also on berealnetwork.com. That's B-R-E-E-L network.com. There's us shows and other amazing shows that are on the network as well you can check out. And uh, hope everybody enjoyed Ryan as well, coming in as our guest host. And next week, we will be reviewing a movie that I have no interest in seeing, but we have to because I because I'm a completionist. That's probably why Movie Guys Podcast exists. Because we had to see Underworld Blood Wars for the love of God. All so, right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be seeing that one next week, and we'll be giving you that one. So uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode, and we appreciate it. Check us on Twitter and Facebook as well, sir. Have a good night, guys. And Eric and Ed and Ryan, thank you for joining me. Yeah.